walk alone. Come now.
church say amen. Thank God for this day. This day of celebration. Thank God that little by little we're able to, to come back together. And it is little by little, but we thank him for that. Don't you bless the Lord for that? Don't you? Aren't you glad? We're glad to be back in the house and see familiar faces. We thank God for the opportunity in the spirit of this month of celebration the opportunity to celebrate one of our own Sister Freddie. Sister Freddie Norman who although she's not with us here, her spirit is always in this place. So we just thank God for her contribution Thank God for what her family has shared. Amen. And uh, all that she has meant to this church, but you all need to also know uh, that Sister Freddie Norman uh, started the first girls club in this county. You need to know that. You need to know that. If you don't, if we don't mark it down, somebody will take it from us. She, in her own house, at her house, she started the first, the Gwinnett County Girls Club. And we don't ever want to forget that and let me also say while I'm saying you can't mention Sister Freddie's name without mentioning Brother Milton's name Dick and Milton Amen because every, everywhere Sister Freddie goes she dragged Dick and Milton with her <laughs> and matter of fact she was doing the boss and he was doing the work <laughs> So we thank God for Deacon Milton and the role that he has played and the role that he's playing now, taking care of Sister Freddie. We're going to preach here, but we cannot let this history moment go by ever without mentioning our own, our own Deacon Tommy Smith. Y'all, we have to say that name. We just have to. Deacon Tommy and Sister Dolores, y'all just stand up over there. They, Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. We don't ever want to get so busy and get to the point where we take a treasure here among us and that we take it for granted. I don't take it for granted that he is in worship here. They're, they're here in worship every Sunday that they can get here. We're honored to have them here Black History Month because normally they're all over the world. <laughs> But we have them here. We thank God for you, and we thank God for what your stance means to us even now. We just thank you so much. Y'all bless the Lord. <clears throat> bless the Lord in this place. From the book of Genesis. y'all looking for that I know why why you're finding it <laughs> I'm just so tickler half my better half in the house I'm just I'm just so tickled it's, it just does me good to see her get up and she got up this morning and got herself together and put her hat on <laughs> I said I, I said I said first lady back <laughs> We just thank God for her. Genesis, 
chapter 50. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 50. I want to begin reading <clears throat> with verse 24. These are the words that you find. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he swear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. So Joseph died being 110 years old and they embalmed him and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Amen. Amen. I want this morning just for a few minutes. I want to talk about from this subject a message from the bones. A message <clears throat> from the bones. One of my first experiences with death was when I was between the ages of six and seven, somewhere around six or seven. First time I ever experienced death. Our grandmother's brother, his name was Robert, we called him Uncle Bob, he, he passed away. Passed away, uh, Uncle Bob was a, a preacher, he was never a pastor, but he passed away in New Orleans. He lived there. To my knowledge, he had never, I, I, I never met him while he was a living, but first time we ever really saw him, he was already deceased. The reason I didn't meet him or didn't know him is because before I was born, he moved to New Orleans. Moved to New Orleans, Louisiana. Those who around, come from around there, brother, brother Phil, wherever you are, he lived on Jackson Avenue, right in the shadow of, of that big dome or whatever that football place. He lived on Jackson Avenue. So, I only knew him because we would hear his name mentioned from time to time. But when he died, <clears throat> they brought his body back to the Haynes home place over in Jackson County, Georgia, to the Poplar Spring Baptist Church in Jefferson, Georgia. Funeral was something I had never heard of. I was six years old. I'd never been to a funeral, didn't know anything about a funeral, but it, it was a new and an unusual experience. All of us kids and the grown folk did all they could to try to get us ready and try to prepare us for what we were going to. They tried to explain death as best they could, and, and we understood it as well as a child could understand it. They told us that death, meant that he was no longer living 
with us on this earth, but now he would be living in heaven. That's what they, they were make, breaking it down so children could understand it. And in an effort to prepare us, they, they wanted us to be ready for the funeral. They were carrying us to the funeral, so they wanted us to be ready. They told us ahead of time that they're going to bring his body to the church, and, and, and there's going to be a service, and then they're going to put his body in the ground. They, they want us to be shocked. They told us exactly what it was that was going to happen. But the point I want to make this morning comes from the actual funeral service. Remember, this was around 1956. Technology was almost unheard of. But at the funeral, they had brought a reel-to-reel tape recorder. And some, matter of fact, 1956, most of us had never heard of any such thing. Most of us had, had never seen or heard anything like that. And in the funeral, they played this grainy sounding voice from this reel-to-reel tape recorder. And what it was, it was the voice of Uncle Bob on his dying bed. And these are the words he said. These are the words he said. He said, I'm about to die. But I want y'all to carry my bones back to Georgia. I want y'all to carry my bones back to Poplar Springs in Jackson County, the place where it all started. I want y'all to carry my bones back to the place where I first met the Lord. Carry my bones back to Georgia. And at that time, at that time, I didn't realize the significance of what he was saying. And I certainly didn't know he was quoting from the Bible. But the thing that was so intriguing to me was the fact that although he was dead, this is what really tripped me out. The fact that he was already dead, laying there lifeless, but although he's dead, laying there lifeless, the thing that really tripped me out was we were hearing his voice. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all sitting there like you, you should have been there. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think a few folk left. I think, I, yeah, we were hearing his voice, and he, he was still speaking to those of us who were still alive. Oh, I know now, I know now, Uncle Bob, according to the scripture, was not in that coffin. He was with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But, but, but the presence of his body that day served as a testimony. I'm going somewhere. His body, the, the, his presence, his body said to those that were still alive, his body, without even saying it, his body says that the world is bigger than these cotton fields around here. Y'all ain't hearing me. Just his body being there said that you don't have to allow racism and bigotry, bigotry to determine your destiny. 
Just his body being there says, you don't have to share crop. You can own something of your own. Just his body being there was a reminder that God is able to keep you wherever you go. Even though he was no longer living in it, his body was a testimony to the faithfulness of God. But as I've grown older and as I've had the opportunity to read this story out of the Bible, I see that I understand better what Joseph and what was going on in the word of God when these same words were spoken. As I've grown older and familiar with the word of God, has helped me understand, this word right here has helped me understand what Uncle Bob could have, what he had in mind when he spoke these words, carry my bones back to Georgia. Joseph, here in this text, he instructed his family as they stood around his bedside when he was about to leave. He said to them, as they stood around his bedside, he says, as we leave, when you leave this place, I want you to carry my bones. In order to get the picture Joseph of what Joseph was saying and what his motive is, we got to go back, look at the story just a little while. Look, look at the story. We won't tell the whole thing. But you remember, Joseph was one of the younger of 12 boys born to his father, Jacob. You'll also remember the story of how he was hated by his own brothers. And because of, because of his dreams, they sold him into slavery. You'll also remember, study the word, you'll also remember that one act led, that, that one act selling that brother into slavery led to years of struggle. And how he even as a servant, he, he, he was sold into slavery, and now he's a servant. And even as a servant, he was lied on and locked up and mistreated in a strange place. But you'll also see how God used the same gifts and dreams that got him in trouble to get him out of trouble. You remember the story. Go back and read it. He interpreted the Pharaoh's dream, and in so doing, he saved the whole country of Egypt. He, he, he saved the whole area of Egypt, and because of that, he ended up second in command. Look at him, all the way from a slave, and now he's second in command in Egypt. Joseph lived his whole life pretty much in Egypt, and, and, and at some point, he even brought his father and brought his brothers, the same brothers that hated him. At some point, he even brought them and their families to live with him in Egypt because he was in charge. Follow the story. And you'll see that Joseph was around 17 when he was sold into slavery. Spent about 20 years as a servant in the prison without cause. But at the age of 37, he was made prime minister of Egypt. Second in the command to Pharaoh himself. But after Joseph made it, after Joseph made it, not only did his family come to love him, not only did those brothers come to love him, 
all of Egypt loved Joseph. But by the time we get to the text, Joseph has lived his whole life in Egypt. Now he's, he's on his deathbed. He knows that he's about to die. And so he calls his family around. Knows that death is knocking on the door. So he calls his family around. And while the Bible says, yeah, his brothers, he called his brothers around. The correct interpretation, he called his family around. More likely that most, some of his brothers had already passed on, but he called his family around and, and, and all of them stood around his deathbed. And as they stood around his deathbed, he made it known to them that he was about to leave. Made it known to them that I'm about to die. But then he made them swear an oath to him. An oath that he made them swear was when the Lord carries you out of Egypt. When you leave this place, this is not home. When you leave Egypt, he says, I want you to promise when he, when he sends us out of here to the land that he has promised us, I want you all to promise me that you will carry my bones. That you will carry my bones with you. That's a strange request. Isn't that a strange request? It's a strange request. And matter of fact, it's strange because at that point, nobody was talking about leaving Egypt. Y'all hear me? They were, they, they, at that point, they were not in bondage. <laughs> at that point, they were just living high. That nobody even talked about, but Joseph already knew. He said, when you leave, take my bones with you. At that point, they were not in captivity. They were living large, but somehow, the dreamer knew that sooner or later, they were going to have to leave and go to the place that God had promised. All he wanted from them was when you leave, carry me with you. When you leave, his request is that you won't leave me here, that they will carry his bones with them. Strange request. And, and, and it's strange again in such, because he had such a great name in Egypt. Everybody loved Joseph. Everybody loved Joseph. He was so great in Egypt that he could have had a royal funeral. He could have had a royal funeral. He could have been buried among the pharaohs in the great pyramids. He didn't want any of that. Are y'all hearing me? He didn't want any of that. He didn't want any of that. He said, y'all carry my bones. Y'all ain't hearing this. Carry my bones to the land that God has promised. The question got to be asked. The question got to be asked. What is all this about? What is all this about? He could have been born, buried in one of the one, one of those great pyramids. And he, what is this about? Why is he asking? Why would he turn down a burial among dignitaries just to have his bones carried to Canaan? The Bible doesn't give us a clear explanation. 
But somehow, I believe that it had as much to do with them as it had to do with him. Oh, I believe, I believe that the bones, Joseph's bones, I believe that his bones carried a message. I believe his bones carried a message of encouragement. Encouragement that they would need to speak to them along the way as they travel the route to the promised land. So, see, as it turned out, as it turned out, they, they ended up going into slavery. You remember the story. They ended up going into slavery. They stayed there working under hard taskmasters for 400 years. You remember the story. But you remember the story of how God raised up a leader. Moses and sent him down there to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. How Moses went to lead him out. Exodus 13, 19. Watch this. You might miss it. Yeah, 13, 19, when they were leaving, when they were when the when the slavery was over and they were leaving Egypt. Exodus 13 and 19 says that when they left Egypt, Moses took the bones of Joseph. Just like Joseph had. Moses took the bones of Joseph and they took them with them. I believe, I believe that there was a message in the bones. I believe that, that by carrying the bones with them, they will carry inspiration that they were going to need for the journey. I believe that by carrying the bones, they were carrying a needed message, a message from the bones. God sometimes, doesn't do it all the time, but sometimes God uses strange ways of getting his message over the folk. You remember one time he used a donkey to preach to Balaam. He used a bird to get a message to Noah. He spoke, had a, a, use, a rooster speak to Peter one day. He has strange ways of getting his message. I, I, I just believe that God used this box of bones to preach to Israel. I believe he used this box of bones to preach to Israel as they travel through wilderness on their way to the promised land. I believe that even as they went through 400 years of captivity in Egypt, I believe that even while they were in Egypt, I believe that the bones of Joseph spoke words to them. I believe it was the bones of of Joseph that helped them to learn patience. You see, when Joseph died, his people were not in captivity, but according to the word of God, there arose a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph. And out of fear, they put the people in captivity. But the message from the bones is be patient. Y'all ain't hearing me. I believe there's a message from the message from the bone is be patient. Wait on the Lord. And he will deliver. The message from the bone was, I've been there, I've done that. But God will turn it all around. The message from the bones is just hold out, keep the faith in God's own time. A change will come. The message from the bones is if you trust him and never doubt, he will surely bring you 
the message from the bones uh, is a message that says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen thine heart. I believe that that was the message from the bones. Not only that, I believe that the Israelites, left, after the Israelites left Egypt and started wandering in the wilderness, I, I believe that even then the bones carried a message. Are y'all hearing me? I believe that even then the bones carried a message of hope and promise. You see, the reason Joseph did, did not want to be buried in Egypt was because he remembered something God had promised. Yes. Y'all ain't hearing me. Reading he didn't want to be buried in Egypt is because he remembered and he still had hopes in the promise of God. He remembered the promise that God made to his father and his grandfather. God had promised them that they would be a great nation. He promised them that they, he, would, they, he would give them their own land. And he promised them that through them all the nations were going to be blessed. And Joseph, when he said that, in essence, Joseph was saying, yes, I know I've had a good life in Egypt. I know it's been good here. I, I, I know that I've been living large here in Egypt, but that ain't what God promised. Y'all ain't hear me. I, I know I've got a big name here. I know I've got a great name here in Egypt, uh, but this ain't what God promised me. Yes, I know I finally made it. I know I finally got my piece of the pie, but this ain't what God promised. Y'all ain't hearing me. Remember, promise that God made to his forefathers. And he was not willing to settle for anything less than what God said. I just said something right there. He knew what God promised. He wasn't willing to sell for anything less than what God said was his. So as they traveled through the wilderness, as they traveled through the wilderness, every time they got a glimpse of that box of bones, it said to them that we are standing on the promises. Y'all ain't hearing me. Every time they got a glimpse of that box of bones that says we're standing on the promises of God. Oh, my brothers and sisters, somebody ought to make up your mind today that I don't care what this world has to offer. I will not settle for anything less than what God has promised me. I will not settle for anything less then what God says is mine. Is there anybody here, yes, uh, that is standing uh, on the promises of God? We've got the Red Sea before us, but we're standing on the promises of God. The enemy is coming on our track, but we are standing on the promises of of God. Yes, uh, we're lost and wandering around in the wilderness, uh, but we're standing uh, on the promises of God. Sometimes it seems like uh, we're moving around and around in circles, uh, but we are standing 
on the promises of God. My brothers and my sisters, as we go through this month of celebration, as we've gone through and as we continue through our celebration of our foreparents, those who have gone on before us, I just believe that if we will just listen hard enough, their bones are crying out. Y'all ain't hearing me. I believe if we'll just get quiet yeah, and listen hard enough, I believe that their bones are crying out to us right now. Oh, I, I know they're not here. They're in a great cloud of witnesses that the Bible talks about. But as we celebrate what they did on earth, I believe if I listen hard enough, I can hear those bones crying out, crying out still. Yes, can you hear the bones crying right now? Hush and listen. Somebody's calling my name. Can't you hear them crying out now? Hold on just a little while longer. Everything will be all right. As wicked politicians they try to turn the clock back to a time when America was wicked, more wicked than it is right now. Can't you hear him crying out? Uh, the Lord uh, will make a way somehow. Like a ship uh, that's tossed and driven, uh, banned uh, by an angry sea. When the storm of life is raging and the fury falls on me, I wonder what I have done that makes my race so hard to run. Then I say to my soul, don't worry, yeah, cause the Lord will, the Lord will make a way somehow yeah as the world seemed to get darker yeah and darker yeah can't you hear the bones uh, crying out uh, that there is a bright side yeah. there's a bright side uh, somewhere don't you rest uh, until you find it uh, there's a bright side uh, somewhere yeah when it looks like uh, we're losing our direction, yeah. When our folks seem to be living lawless, yeah, because they've seen other folk live lawless uh, and get away with it, uh, and they think they have no consequences, yeah. Somebody ought to hear the bones uh, saying, hold uh, to his hand, uh, God's uh, unchanging hand. Build your hopes uh, on things uh, eternal. Uh, hold on uh, to God's uh, unchanging hand. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, well, uh, as I come to a close, uh, 
anybody who doesn't know any better. Yeah, they will think all of this is foolishness. Uh, somebody will think uh, he's losing his mind uh, talking about a message uh, coming from the graveyard. Yeah, but what they don't know uh, is that death yeah, has already been defeated. Uh, what they don't know, uh, y'all ain't hearing me, uh, is the grave uh, has already been defeated. Uh, that Jesus uh, a long time ago uh, took the sting from death uh, and robbed the grave uh, of his victory. Uh, and early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Don't know about anybody else, uh, but I hear the bones. Uh, I hear the bones uh, saying, oh, death, uh, you can't do me no harm. Oh, grave, uh, you can't hold me always. Uh, I hear the bones uh, saying, I'm so glad I got my yeah, religion in time. I'm so glad the trouble uh, don't last uh, always. I'm glad that my soul has got a hiding place. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Those who have gone on before us, they're still crying out to us. Hush. Listen. Somebody's calling my name. Hush. Don't get so sophisticated and so high up that we can't hear the voices of those who've already been where we are right now. Every now and then, I just feel like going back to Jackson County. It's feel like going back to where, where it all started. I'm so glad that I got my religion in time. Oh, I'm so glad that I got my religion in time. Oh, I'm so glad, yeah, I got my religion in time. Oh, my Lord, oh, my Savior, what shall I do? It'll come back to you. Come on. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad, yeah, my soul got a hiding place. Oh, 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 oh,
can't hold me always. Yeah. Somebody is calling my name. 
right now is consider the invitation to discipleship. Preaching today has helped us to learn that we have much to be grateful for. We have much to be grateful for from how far the Lord has brought us. Just a few days ago, we couldn't celebrate like we can today, and somebody ought to be glad that I got my religion in time. Amen. So it is that that we invite you to come and give your life to him. Him who died for you and took the sting from death and victory from the grave. Jesus to Christ. Give your life to him. The Bible simply says, confess on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. If you believe in your mouth and confess it with your mouth, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. This is your invitation. Whether you're here in the building or you're with us virtually, come give your life to him. Somebody come give your life to Jesus right now. Somebody calling my name. Oh, hush. Come on, come on, somebody. Hush and listen. Somebody calling my name. Oh, my Give your life to him. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad that trouble don't always. Oh, I'm, you may be seated. I'm so glad, so glad trouble don't last always. Oh, my. to give God praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. He's worthy of our best praise. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Somebody said if I served a small God, that he would be due small praise. If I served a medium-sized God, he'd be due medium-sized praise. But the Bible said (laughs) great is the Lord greatly to be praised in the city of our God in the beauty of it is there anybody here that can give God great praise no matter what's going on in your life give him great praise no matter how much money you got give him great praise no matter how bad your health is give him great praise because he's worthy oh our best praise is there anybody here give God praise that you didn't get the pandemic. Give God praise that you're here today. Give God praise All that even right. if you got it, he made you well. Somebody, anybody, give God some praise. Uh, uh. Uh, that, 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 that. 
and I'm not I'm not trying to pump you up I'm trying to get you to know where he brought you from and if you can just look back over your life and wonder where he brought you from yeah. you can give him a All good right. praise yeah 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 That's right, that's right. Thank him. Thank him for waking me up this morning. Thank him for starting me on my way. Oh, Food on my table. Thank him that I got the activity of my lips. Thank him that I'm in my right mind. Thank him. Yeah. That I've been another day's journey. And he robbed me from a mighty long way. Thank him. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey Amen. Worthy. Oh, yeah. Worthy is the lamb <laughs> that was oh, slain. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm... Amen. Amen. <laughs> My prayer is that somebody yeah, yeah. has been encouraged on today. Somebody can move on a little while longer on today because God has told you that that even in death we got messages eh? <laughs> amen 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 just a few notes before uh, we bring pastor back and dismiss um, uh, we, we continually have our Bible study opportunities here at the Salem Church uh, Wednesday noonday Bible study begins at 11 Every Wednesday, our evening Bible studies for our adults, young adults and other adults begins at uh, 6.45. And our youth Bible study is at 6 p.m. And these, uh, these two studies happen each Wednesday. Um, our word for today, devotionals are here for the months, um, if I'm not mistaken. Sister Tina, is it for February, March, April, May? Amen. For March, April and may so if you want to pick up make sure as our pastor always let let us know to pick up more than one at least pick up two so you can give to somebody else our our quarterly devotionals um, uh, to those of us in our family that are bereaved um, there are many in our family that are dealing with both sickness and death and we want to lift them up in worship uh, many of us have gotten our our alerts through texts and emails about those who have who have any deal with bereavement um, on tomorrow uh, our own sister Janie Walker will be um, will, will, will be blessed to serve with our, her homegoing service tomorrow morning uh, at, at 11 a.m. that is tomorrow so we wish that all who can attend uh, sister Janie is the wife of our very own Deacon Ronald Walker and we just want to give her and give him a wonderful homegoing celebration for her uh, continually in the spirit of giving we want to thank everybody within the congregation of Salem Church uh, both here and abroad for your giving and for your stewardship we thank you that even in our time God is still blessing us mightily with your gifts and thank God because you're not giving just to the local church you're giving to the kingdom of God amen so we thank you for that uh, continue safety and the spirit of safety we want all who are in the building if you will exit in these doors to my left to your right and if we will continue to fellowship together 
on the outside. I want to thank God again for your presence here on today. Um, if you're wanting to give, there's a giving receptacles on that door as you go out. Uh, for those of you who give virtually and continue to give, we ask that you thank God for that. But right now, we're going to bring our pastor back for our final announcements. And just thank God again for what he's done. Sister Bell, so good to see you with your hat on, even though I can't see you. I thank God that you are here. Amen. Hat and mask. All I can see is eyes. Amen. That's all right. Don't hit you. <laughs> uh, we are grateful today. We're just so grateful again to see everybody here. But we're so happy to have in our midst uh, our, our sister and old friend over the years, Carolyn Bordeaux. Uh, stand up, Carolyn. Just want everybody to see that's our, our representative. She's our representative for our district, and uh, she is in one of those crazy places. Politics gets crazy right now. And she's in one of those crazy places, and, uh, you know, they're cutting up the lines and destroying lines and trying to put everybody at an inconvenience and got people running against each other. And you know how they do when they cut the lines. Uh, but she is here with us and has been our friend, and we just thank God for you. Glad you're here. Uh, one of the things that sooner or later somebody's going to figure out when they're trying to cut all these lines is uh, that no matter how they cut them, we show up. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Really doesn't. I, uh, I used to have this thing about uh, blackberry pie. I, 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 I like blackberry pie, but I don't like blackberries. <laughs> Why? I like the pie. I just don't care for blackberries. And so most of my life, I spent time trying to cut the blackberries out <laughs> and eat the part I liked. I didn't want the blackberries. I'd eat the... And that was so much trouble trying to do that. But I finally figured out the best thing for me to do is develop a taste for blackberries. <laughs> you get it when you get home. You get it. When you... Rather than keep cutting, trying to cut it out, the best thing for me to do is develop a taste. <laughs> Am I making any sense? Yeah. And so all of these tricks that we're seeing played, all of these things that people are trying to do, they won't work. They, they won't work. Because we're going to do what we need to do. This ain't, we ain't new to this battle. We've been fighting this battle for a long time. And we're going to keep on fighting. In that same regard, uh, Brother Johnson, stand up. Stand up. And, and, and your wife and family, y'all stand up too. Amen. Amen. Now, you all need to know that he, now, this, this is Salem here. <laughs> this, is, this, is our, this is Salem. This is a member of Salem. He's running for, is it state court judge, Secure, superior court judge of DeKalb County. Amen. He's running for superior court judge in DeKalb County. Uh, and uh, uh, he, is a part of, he is a part of us. So if you live in DeKalb County, now don't go over from Gwinnett trying to vote over there. He's <laughs> sending folks to jail now. <laughs> it is Gwinnett. Oh, is that right? You in Gwinnett. I, you, bro, you home free. <laughs> you, I, I, okay, I, I got it all messed up. In Gwinnett County, Superior Court, Gwinnett County. 
right here from Salem Church. So now you all get his card, get flight, whatever we got to do. This is, this is home. Uh, he and his family, we have watched him raise his children. They're out of the seat today. They're normally sitting right back there. That's their seat back there. But they're out of their seat today. And uh, where, where's the baby girl? Oh, oh, Howard. Oh, Howard. Amen. All right. <laughs> we just bless the Lord for you. Thank God for what he's about to do. And I want you to know that your church family got your back. We got you. God bless you. Amen. That's Brother Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson. Y'all keep that, keep that in mind. That, keep that in mind. God bless you. God keep you is our every prayer. Now, Jason, you get every, I got everything. All right. Amen. God be with you. Amen. to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and authority and may it be both now henceforth and forevermore and the people of God say several ways to submit your tithe and offering online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on cash app at dollar sign the church with zeal via the givelify app by mail to salem missionary baptist church p.o box 817 lilburn georgia 30048 
or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.